Welcome to the Pro Basketball Talk podcast. I'm Dan Feldman. I'm here with Kurt Heelan. And Kurt, we're jumping right into it. NBA 75 anniversary team. Who is the biggest snub? Yeah, one name. Who is the biggest snub? Yeah, I know a lot of people have been saying Dwight Howard, and he made the story I wrote on snubs. He actually would be on high on my list. But um, I actually went with Dikembe Mutombo as, as my most snubbed guy, just because for me, you're thinking about players who really impacted an era. And he's just a four-time defensive player of the year. And yeah, like eight-time all-star, and he's got the resume. But like, he's just kind of an iconic part of that era as, as a defensive force. And I think sometimes this was – I think at points this list got biased for offense, which – is easy to understand, but also biased. There's a recency bias. And I think Matumbo was one of those guys who just absolutely deserved it for his play during uh, peak years. And, and I do think, by the way, his, even though the, the NBA won't say this, I think his work off the court is a, is a small boost. Like you've got to earn it on the court, but the fact that he's been such a, a proponent, uh, a, He's what the NBA wants in a guy working off the court with everything he's done, building hospitals in the Congo and, and raising awareness. There. I just, to me, that was the hard one to leave off. But Dwight Howard is also like right there. Yeah, I've got Dwight as the biggest snub by a good margin. Uh, Mutombo is somebody I would have had borderline. I kind of mapped out the team. I didn't have a vote, obviously. And so I wasn't going to nitpick every single member of the top 70 uh, yeah. five to, to cut out but I, I went with you know I made a list of, of players who were like absolute locks um and, and I had uh I, on that I had 53 and then I had guys who are probable that I'd like to put in without debate if I if I don't have to and there was another 11 and so that uh left 11 spots up for grabs and I had 20 guys who I thought could have fit there Matumbo was one in a long list. Not sure if I would have had him in. Uh, Dwight Howard to me was a lock though. He wasn't. Yeah, absolutely. To me, he was a lock. I can't believe, well, I can believe he didn't make it. Uh, If you would have asked me to predict who the biggest snub would be going into this list, I would have said Dwight Howard. If you would have asked, you know, I I wrote a post on after the first 50 were revealed and I called that Dwight Howard be the biggest snub then. People just don't like him. Uh, He rubs a lot of people the wrong way but he really produces. He was awesome for those Magic teams. Uh, he was a defensive force. I would say he wasn't quite as impactful defensively as Dikembe Mutombo. It's close, though. It's close, and so much better offensively. Yes. Uh, what, what he did as a finisher, uh, awesome. Sometimes he tried to go a little bit beyond what he should have done offensively, but I think that was overstated. He wasn't posting up that much. A lot of times he was doing uh, the screening, the rolling, the crashing the offensive glass, the things that he was really efficient at, really good at. He stepped up in the playoffs, led the Magic to the finals. Uh, you know, I, I think just an awesome, awesome player. Definitely one of the 75 best players. But people don't like him. And and, and I'll say this, in addition to his peak, uh, he had a lot of good years. And that's where I think the balance tipped a little bit. Uh, but his years as a role player, uh, with yeah. the Hornets, with, with the Wizards, uh, with the Lakers, with the 76ers. Uh, going back to late, like you can go through all of them. Like he moved teams a lot because maybe some personality issues. Uh, you know, he came in with high expectations. You can throw the Hawks in there too, right? Expectations were too high. He was still a solid player. Uh, I know your snubs list. You mentioned Grant Hill. He's somebody who I didn't really have that close. Uh, but but Grant Hill gets some of that credit for great peak. Uh, yes. Way shorter than Dwight Howard's peak, but great peak, and then still contributes role player. Those contrib- yeah. contributions matter. Dwight Howard had those too. I, I think with Dwight, there's a lot of it, – it's weird, and you've probably seen this on Twitter too. When you say 
casually something like Dwight Howard is a lock Hall of Famer, there will be pushback, usually from idiotic Laker fans. But like, it, there's a pushback from younger fans who have only seen role-playing Dwight Howard. And I don't think people grasp how just how dominant he was. I mean, he was he did not win MVP, but he was an MVP caliber player for about five, seven years in the middle of that, right? Like when he was young, he was an absolute force, like you said, leading the Magic to the finals. And I thought Nate Jones, who uh, works for an agency, is, is a for people who follow NBA Twitter, uh, they kind of know who he is, had a great point. You know, Anthony Davis made this list. I would put, I would agree with him. Dwight Howard's first nine years are way more impactful than Anthony Davis's first nine years. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting comparison. I hadn't seen that one yet. Uh, Dwight Howard, he made uh, five All NBA first teams. Uh, yeah. He finished fifth, fourth, fourth, second, and seventh for for MVP. Uh, Anthony Davis is awesome. I, I'd have Anthony Davis on this list too, and I think some of it is projecting yeah. out. Right, we know right. how the, the next period of Dwight's career went. And if that's what Anthony Davis is, that'd be a disappointment. Uh, not that it's you know bad. We just talked about being that that uh, role player. That's helpful, but we're expecting Anthony Davis to remain a star longer. Yeah, um, and so that that contributes to it. Um, were there- By the way, another another stat I saw on Dwight Howard: he, he is the only player with the combined thirteen thousand rebounds and two thousand blocks in his career not to make the list. The rest of that list is. Uh, Tim Duncan, a bunch of guys who were just obviously people on that list. And uh, to me, Dwight Howard, I'm with you. Dwight Howard was kind of an obvious, I don't know how he got left off. But you do know how he got left off. Yes, I do. (laughs) Right? Like, this is a snubby. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Could all see coming. Uh, were, were there any? Well, we'll we'll come back to this. Were there any uh, inclusions that surprised you? Uh, here's the. Uh, this is where it gets tough for me because I there's guys. Uh, and, uh, Anthony Davis, you know, gets mentioned. Um, I know some people brought up Reggie Bill. There's nobody on that list where I'm like, how the heck? Like there wasn't a terrible choice. There there was some. It, it, you get back into that first 50 and it gets a little harder. I know we'll talk about that probably at some point, but like, I don't know that there, there wasn't one where I'm like, Oh my God, I, you know, I, I, I can't believe they put Ryan Gomes on this list. Like there's not some like just role player who, who or something, but when you're, when you get down to massaging some of the, some of the, some of the, guys who didn't didn't make it i'm just not cons- cons- totally sold that that is Dam- does damian lillard deserve to be there i mean just like has he done enough he's a six-time all-star six-time all-nba clutch player i don't get me wrong greatest arguably greatest trailblazer in history top 75 so i would have had him in i did not have him in my lock category but i had him in my 
probable. I'd like to put him straight in category if there's no if I don't need to argue about it. And I fit all those guys in, in the 75. Yeah. So I had him in there. I would have had him in. But I am surprised. He does fit my list of surprises. I didn't think he was quite going to get it. Yeah. Um, the other surprise I had was was Dennis Rodman. Uh, I, I didn't think he was. I've called him the most underrated player in NBA history for a long time. I think I need to reverse that because he got in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he made this list. Yeah. I, and I think he deserved both. Uh, and so I think he's getting the credit. There was something somebody pointed out that I don't, I don't think I appreciated when I was going into making predictions on this list was the last dance effect. Uh, ah, that's actually a, a great point. Thing. Yep. Such a popular thing, chronicling those bulls, celebrating those bulls. They all got a boost in popularity because of it. Uh, and, and that probably helped put Dennis Rodman over the top. I wouldn't be surprised one bit if he was number 76. This is the 75th anniversary team. They put 76 names on because of a tie. Uh, if you want to tell me that Rodman was one of the two on 76, I- I'd believe it. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I absolutely would would see see that as well. Um, who? I mean, who? were there any where you were like, you were surprised that they made the cut? Yeah, well, yeah. So, so Rodman and uh, and Lillard. I, I'm with you on Lillard as the other one. One that, uh, if you ask me, going into this without doing any research, do you think Carmelo Anthony is going to make it? I just said, ah, eh, probably not. But let me count it out. And once you start to dig into thinking about like who you'd vote for, which I think to some degree yeah. emulates how other voters are doing it, you see, oh, Carmelo Anthony's tenth all time in scoring and his accomplishments. Yeah, you stack him up. I, I by the end, I, I was pretty convinced he was going to make it i thought he deserved to make it um i think the biggest problem with carmelo anthony uh when we judge what he has accomplished is that he was it cost too much to get him in terms of what the knicks gave up in terms of what yeah. the knicks or any team would have had to pay him and what the knicks did pay him in his prime to keep him uh what the nuggets uh were, were paying him by the end I don't think he was quite worth that because he was deficient in a lot of all-around areas. Uh, you know, he, he wasn't the defender you needed. He didn't uh, – he didn't it, – it's such a fine line. I I want to be careful how I criticize, criticize him for this. But he didn't bring like that – he didn't elevate his teammates in a way that a lot of the all-time greats do. Now, it's a high bar, yeah. right? He's right. a star, and I thought he deserved to 75. But he didn't elevate his teammates through the passion – uh, or passing or something where where you're you know really driving winning in that way he was an excellent excellent player but if you're if you're not doing those things if, you, if you're not contributing in those little ways and you're taking up so much of the salary cap and in the case of the Knicks uh, you cost so much to acquire in a trade it's really hard to build a winner around you and so that's going to dent his accomplishments but on a list like this I'm not sure how much that should hold him back yeah I I Exactly. I to me, there's. I'm trying to figure out. I spent time trying to figure out. Well, all right, who are the easy cuts? But there just aren't. Like, again, part of the challenge of putting together this list, and I, I don't completely envy the guys who and, and men and ladies who who had to make these votes. It's the, we're already on the edge of cutting all time greats and and putting in you know stuff. I, there were 11 active players. Is that too many? I think it's too few. I think it's too few. And we'll, we'll, we'll get into uh, – well, we can just jump to it right now. The big reason for it being too few is they kept all 50 of the 50 greatest. Right. And, and it, for, first of all, I love the 50 greatest list. I thought it was such an awesome uh, thing for the league and such a great way to capture the league's history. And it really made me think, like, get my hopes up for this because I thought, wow, like this works. You do one player per year 
And that's how you're going to get a great list of truly the great players. Like that's such a good cutoff. It really works for the NBA uh, where I think it's just truly reflective uh, of the greatness uh, that we've seen in the league. And in hindsight, I wish we shouldn't be surprised that every member of the 50 greatest made it. I don't think, I didn't expect them to all make it. You know, I started looking at my cuts. I'm like, yeah, Dave DeBush oh, is be. kind of weak. Uh, like, is, it, is it though? Like, DeBush has got a pretty good resume. Like of course he has a good resume. He's a Hall of Famer, deserves to be a Hall of Famer. We're talking about the 75 greatest. I, I thought he was the weakest, but there are others, right? I, I, could, I think I came up with about, uh, I don't know, six or seven where, where I probably wouldn't have had them in. Um, maybe some more than that who are maybe is going up against current players. But I also think between the voters, I think there were a few issues. One, some voters felt like they should, it should just be built off the fit. Well, some people, I think so. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Some people didn't want to revisit that first 50. Right. We're putting on those 50 and then we're naming 25 more. And so if enough voters do that on their own, like just no thought, well, that's going to skew the vote. And then there are a lot of voters who look back uh, and just wanted to pick those players. Also, we, 75 is a huge number, right? Sit down and actually try and make a list of the 75 greatest players in NBA history. It's really hard. It's overwhelming. And you know what's a real easy way to make that less overwhelming? Start with the 50 they gave you to start. Right. You you know, then you can, it's manageable to do the next 25. So I think there was some of that, even people who didn't on principle think it. And I think those combinations, that's how we ended up with uh, the top 50 all making it. But I don't think that was the right way to do it. Uh, I would have cut some. And that would have opened up room for, for more modern plays. Maybe I was wrong to sing out to Bush. I'll give you one more. I told you I think now Dwight Howard is the most underrated player in NBA history. Uh, most overrated player in NBA history? Well, mm, I think it's Kobe Bryant. Uh, great player. He's definitely, like, clearly all-time top 75. I'm not bringing you up in that context. But in the context of borderline top 75, super overrated player, Pete Maravich. Ooh, see, very good. Again, Hall of Famer, right? This is just a, like you could be overrated and still great. That's Pete Maravich, but so flashy, such a, a reputation for his high scoring at in, in college. Um, wasn't as efficient, wasn't driving winning as much. Like I, I think pretty overrated. Somebody I would have cut from this list. I, I could actually see that. I mean, you know, and the funny thing is, I'm like, if you were doing this. If you were putting when you put together your list, did you just have a statistical baseline of of all right? You had to make I don't know five All Star games, seven All Star games, five five All NBA teams, four NBA, whatever that number is to get there. I mean, did you? Is there a statistical baseline that has to come? No, I mean I looked at those factors obviously, uh, but I didn't have a cutoff like that because uh, you run into somebody like Bill Walton, who's a, such a tricky case because he was yeah. amazing for a short burst and then you know had a moment as a backup. But, you know everything was pretty pretty short. He only made two All Star games, two All NBAs, yeah, yeah, uh, you know because uh, he suffered from injury so quick, and so that's kind of in the eye of the it's, beholder. It, that's that's an interesting one if you're talking about the All NBA team because if you're talking about all-time great basketball players, you're going to include Walton, right? Because if you if you take his youth and his college play mm-hmm. into account, you know, if you're talking about the Hall of Fame type of thing, like it, it's incredible. But but he is he he's a two-time NBA champ, and he led one of those teams to a title. But there were two, like you said, he was only a two-time All Star. There's a lot of years he didn't make it. There were a lot of injury years in there. After those, I mean, those first four years in Portland, you thought it was going to be everything, but uh, the Clippers' years were painful and physically. I mean, he missed what three of five years with a foot, three out of four years with a foot injury. Like it's, 
it's rough. Um, and I, I hate the idea of cutting him from the all NBA, the NBA 75, but if you're just talking NBA, wow. Yeah, it's close. Let's talk a little more specifically about these 50 greatest players who I think I would have left out. These are great players. I don't want this to come out the wrong way. Yeah. These are great, great players. 75 is a high bar, which, you know, it makes it a little bit of a challenge. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to give you a, two lists. One are guys I would have cut. And then one guy, uh, the next list would be guys I would have had on the border. And then if there are any of them uh, you want to talk about, there's one I specifically think you will want to talk about. So the, the guys I would I can't believe have, you want to cut Kobe Bryant. You've already ripped him in this <laughs> one. <laughs> So, so the guys I, I, I would not have had in, Pete Maravich, Dave DeBusher, uh, Nate Thurmond, uh, Dave Bing, Billy Cunningham, Earl Monroe. Uh, guys who I had on the border in arguments that I didn't parse uh, with other m- more modern players, Hal Greer, Jerry Lucas, Lenny Wilkins, Sam Jones, Dave Cowens, Nate Archibald, Bill Sharman, Bill Walton, who we just mentioned, and then the one I think you're going to want to respond to, James Worthy. Ooh, yeah, James Worthy's interesting because that's by the way, Wilkins was one where my first thought was, Are you kidding me? Uh, and by the way, nine time all star, um, but never made an all NBA team. It was Lenny Wilkins was one where I was like, Was he one? I mean, a Hall of Fame, like we've been talking about, a Hall of Fame career, but a top 75 all time career? Or are you giving him credit for coaching? Uh, you know, and you can't, but but I'm saying in the, the voters, right. did they? And I want so I I kind of think that might have gone the other way, uh, because I think his coaching career, especially with the recency bias you talked about, overshadowed uh, his playing career. His playing career was excellent. Uh, I have him borderline top seventy five, but I think people forget about his playing career because he was such a memorable and long time coach. Well, and by the way, James Worthy is only two time All NBA. That was not expecting that. I just yeah. I just kind of assumed that number would be higher. In, in um, stature, I think of him as clearly worthy. And then when I looked into his like accomplishments and stats oof. and those things, like I'm like, yeah. I had him in borderline, right? Like I, I didn't parse out who would have made it at the edge and who wouldn't have for me. Um but that's you know, a t- that's a tough one though. Unless you're more familiar with him. Like I, I'm he was one where it just the I was, the accomplishments did not match my eye test. No, and the, part of it was that he came into the league in a, you know, the, the seep-in rule is in place because James <laughs> Worthy is in Los Angeles, you know, a, a, a trade that landed the championship Lakers the number one pick, and they take Worthy, and obviously he blends right in with Magic and Kareem and is kind of a perfect fit, um, both stylistically and just positionally for what they, they needed at the time. Um, and that's and why he, up in the playoffs. That's yeah. the other big, thing. that's the other thing. He is, he's, he is big game James from the postseason. He's a three-time all NBA, you know, I mean, she's three-time NBA champion and a finals MVP, but I, I, I will, I, just, I don't, I, there's no way I could have left him off the list to me, his, his, his stature on, and this is, I think we'd end up dealing with this a little bit with the Celtics, his stature on one of the all-time great teams we've ever seen, the, the Showtime Lakers. And they're, you know, one of those handful of of just iconic teams, I, I think gets him over the top. I think that he maybe he loses a little in terms of awards just because he was the second or third best. Where uh, you know, Kareem was later in his career at that point, although um, still impactful. But uh, 
I think his status on the team, sort of like some of those Celtics from the 60s kind of, there's guys in the Hall of Fame, you're like, well, did he? But, you know, they were on the 60s Celtics and they kind of got in. Um, I didn't, I, there's a little bit of that there, but as part of the big three with that team. But I, I would argue that he deserves it. But it, I can see your case that it's at least it's at least a worthy debate. Um, although somebody in North Carolina is going to beat the crap out of us for this. <laughs> uh <laughs> We started off with our snubs, and I think this is slightly different. Was there anybody who didn't make it who surprised you? Like I said, I was not surprised that Dwight Howard did not make it. Uh, I was not surprised that Nikola Jokic didn't make it. I, uh, we can talk about uh, whether he deserved it, but I wasn't surprised because a um, foreign player, I think, worked against him, and I'm not advocating for that, but I, I think with uh, especially uh, these more traditional voters, that hurts. He was a second-round pick. He didn't come in with the stature. I think people are not sure whether to buy it. I think he's the best passing big man of all time. I, I would have had him in. I'm not surprised he didn't make it. Was there anybody that you were surprised did not make it? Yeah, and this is, by the way, I think statistically a borderline case, but I think because of impact, like we were just talking about with Worthy, I was a little surprised Yao Ming wasn't on the list. Ooh, ooh. Um, Eight time. The all star. The all stars are hard with him because. Yeah. Let's be honest. That was the. That's when they opened up the international voting and and it got weird and he made some all star teams he had no business on, but I was still a five time All NBA player. You're still talking about a guy, who was a. And. One of the, if not the best, big for a stretch of time in the game, and also a guy who. I, again, if you're talking about off the court impact, it's it's ginormous. It's, it's just what he did in terms of opening the U.S. up. I mean, the NBA up as a global, um, as a more of a global sport, and and not just tapping into China, but other, you know, one of the first big international players. Um, that's the kind of thing that, like I said, I think statistically it's a borderline case, or, or at least discussable. But I would have thought some of the voters would have bumped him up because of that. Well, okay. So I, I split the players into basically four categories. I had the 50 greatest list. Uh, right. They all made it. And then I had kind of a, an established next generation. Those are guys. So since the 50 greatest list came out in 96, players who played since then and either retired or have had a full career's worth of accomplishments. Guys like Dwight Howard uh, there for current place, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, et cetera. Yeah, uh, then I had Curry. The, yeah, there's Dishkin. Yeah. yeah. And then, the, then I had the modern players. Uh, you know, guys like Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, Giannis, uh, wh- where a lot of it's based on what they've done. But there's also at least could be some projection of, of future contributions, whether they need them or not. You're expecting them to still contribute a lot. And maybe they need it for some voters, maybe not. And then I, the fourth group was the 50 greatest contemporaries, guys who were basically done by 96 when that list came out, but didn't make it. Uh, Dominique Wilkins got on there, now should have made the 50 greatest list. Bob McAdoo got on there now. Those were the two from that group. Um, but you just mentioned Yao Ming. So he would have fit into that established next generation group. Guys who right. uh, played and retired since 96. I didn't even have him on my list of like maybes or even I had a list below the maybes, which were like, I'm going to write them down in case uh, and see if they belong in the maybe. And he didn't even make that. Uh, I think, I think you're putting more emphasis than I am on like contributions to the game, contributions to the yeah. world. Um, Eh, I don't know. There's one thing I don't like about the Basketball Hall of Fame is is that like it's too based on where you're born. If you if you're you know born in a foreign country, you don't have to be as good. I, I don't like that uh, lower benchmark 
Um, and so I'm not applying it all here. I get the yeah. Basketball Hall of Fame does. That's what it represents. Their their organization, they can do what they want. Uh, I don't know. Yao Ming just, yeah, like you said, those all-star votes were, were coming from uh, yeah. not all deserved. They were the fan vote. And uh, I, I think if if the NBA, if just the league office could get together and name the, the top 75, I bet he would have made it. Well, yeah. With these voters, eh. I'm not I, I think longevity hurts him here, too. Like, he has... He wasn't that good either. What? It's, I don't think his peak was that good. I mean, it was great, I think, you know, but I, I'm not... Top seven... You think he, he was a 22. He was a, he, there was years where he was basically a 20 and 10 guy for about five years in there. I just wonder if, if you that... You had a top 75 peak? I think his peak was there because he yeah. just he was such a different big. Um, he was, you know, able to shoot free throws, play inside and out more than... Yeah. But I'm not sure that it, but I'm not sure that it, you know, he never became a three point shooter, but I think part of that was just injuries end up, you know, there's a lot of, he had really nice seasons where he played the, the, the statistics are good, but he played 50, you know, 48 games, 55 games where he just doesn't get, doesn't get enough time on the court because of the injuries. And I think ultimately that holds him back. Um, I don't know who else is. Uh, I'm, so, so, for, so, I, so first, of all, what about Tracy McGrady? Yeah, I wasn't surprised by that. Once you did, you know, like zero in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, that's true. Right, like not advancing past the first round until he was barely playing on on the Spurs. Um, you know, excellent, excellent score. I think deserves some of the knocks of, you know, the same things we were talking about with Carmelo Anthony, not finding ways to elevate yeah. his teammates um, and to, in a way to drive winning. Um, there really weren't many. I was totally, like, was very surprised, didn't make it. Uh, I guess I would have leaned slightly that – Bernard King would have made it. He didn't. Yeah. Um, I, thought, I, yeah. I, I would have thought he made it sort of, this comes back to the bias thing. And don't get me wrong. I, I love him. It's the New York thing. He is the, the, you know, he was one of the great scorers of a generation, right? Like, and he is a four-time All-NBA guy, led the league in scoring one year um, in the mid-80s. Like it, it, but one of the great bucket getters of all time and played his peak in New York. Sometimes those things come off uh, that way too. By the way, where was Vince Carter on your list? Yeah, Vince Carter uh, was there with my maybes, right? So I yeah. all my locks got in, all my probables got in, and he was in the maybe sorting it out. I doubt he would have made it. Like, he was on the low end of the maybe, but I'd want to look deeper. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Um, some other guys in my maybe category that I thought, you know, I'll, get, I'll give you one who I'm, I guess I can't say that I'm surprised he didn't make it. I would have slightly predicted he wouldn't, but I'm surprised there's absolutely no buzz around Pau Gasol. I've heard nobody Ooh. bring him up as a snub. And to me, he, I might've had him in, I, he would have been right near the border. I, I might've had him in the seventies. So I would have had, probably had him in the seventies somewhere. 73 you're in 78 you're out. I, I don't know. Uh, but man, what a what an excellent career! Won in the playoffs, came up big in the playoffs. Uh, could score, rebound. Uh, n- not the best defender, but his size went a long way defensively. So it just helps to be tall and be able to move as he could in his younger days. Uh, I'm surprised there's not more buzz around him. Versatility of game too, like a guy who just really not only adapted his game with the Lakers, but before that, I mean, he was he was Memphis before they got traded to Los Angeles. Those, I mean, those. Last couple of years before he got traded, he was 20 points a game and and a very efficient 20 points a game. Really just such a high IQ player. Uh, interesting, but I, I, well, he doesn't. 
he doesn't rate on the impact scale in the sense of like you don't. Sometimes I just think about like who you talk about Bernard King. You think of of man, that guy just went and got buckets, right? Like that you can mm-hmm. picture it. And I don't know that you really do that with Powell. He was even in his great years where he was the best player on Memphis. Um, I don't know that he had that kind of. I don't know if it's as memorable for some reason. And I don't. That's not necessarily fair to him. So speaking of bucket getters, Andre Iguodala says that Kyrie Irving is top twenty. Uh, let alone top 75, <laughs> didn't make the top 75, but spurred a lot of discussion. I did not have Kyrie Irving in my top 75. No, uh, no. Um, now, you want to talk top 75 talent? You want to talk maybe top 20 talent, right? We can have a discussion. But to me, this is about how do you contribute to your team? Uh, we're seeing a terrible example of how Kyrie Irving contributes to his team right now. Uh, we've seen this in the past where, where he undermines things and, and can be a negative influence that detracts from how great he is. When I want him on my team, heck yeah, I'll take the chance. Oh, Give yeah. me that talent and I'll, I'll worry about the rest and hope for the best. Uh, but we're talking top 75, like the bar shouldn't just be, do you want him on your team? Uh, and I think that's something players overrate more than anything. It's, can you go get buckets? Are you a yes. talented individual scorer? And Kyrie Irving is off the charts at that. That's his best skill. Um, they also, I think, overrate stoppers, guys who are good at, at preventing somebody from going to get his own bucket. Uh, maybe that player isn't a switchable. Maybe that player isn't helping enough on the defensive glass. Those things matter, too, in defense, and I think those get overlooked. I think a lot of peripheral things get overlooked uh, by players. I think that's a, a common blind spot uh, among players, and I'm sure you know, the, they'd say the media has their own blind spots. That's oh, we talk about those. Of course they'd say the media has their own blind spots. We've well, never played the game at this level you don't understand, Dan. No, I, but I think a lot that, of things I don't understand. I, you know, there are. I, I would agree with, I agree that the media has its blind Don't get me wrong. We and I and all of us have our blind spots, but I think players, you're going head-to-head against the guy. Like in a, all, There's a certain playground mentality. Mm-hmm. That takes over, and that's why there's such great respect for, the, you know, a Kevin Durant who just, you know, look that guy's that can you you kill you in any playground game, right? Like there's just no way to stop him. Kyrie has that. I mean, by the way, if you're talking about top twenty, maybe top ten handles ever in the game, yeah, I put yeah. I mean, he's that's uh, his ability to create space is unbelievable, but I'm not sure that that's like you said. I mean. It trans. It became a title when he was, when LeBron James was able to work with him, and and he was, um, able to get him to blend into the team. That I think something that Kevin Durant has not been, and it's not a, on Kevin Durant. It's a different Kyrie Irving that has not been able to do so far in Brooklyn. By the way, well, tw- I, I, tw- twenty I, seconds. By the way, do you think they trade him? No. Do you? Okay. Not unless. Not unless Kevin Durant steps forward and says trade him. Well, I I could say, but like, what what are you going to get at this point? Well, that's the problem. You you get at this point. There's no point in trading him. Also, just because because he can be a free agent next year. What right. are you getting back? I mean, you right, right. You're better off just hoping you, you, that this you could you couldn't even get the Simmons deals, right? Like you couldn't get as you couldn't get something as good as you could get for Ben Simmons right now. It would it would be such a delicate dance of you need to find a team where where Kyrie Irving wants to go and get get him on on board. Um, yeah, and it has to be a team in a place where uh, there's no vaccine mandate, so that strikes out a few. And and the worry is for some teams is going to be there could be more places with vaccine mandates. Yes, uh, you know that just the places that have no, it could change. Um, yeah, sorry. So anyway, back back to our topic. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. It's a, I, I think it was part of the discussion about Kyrie Irving. This is about what he brings. Um, 
Yeah. He has some elite skills. You, you mentioned uh, his handle. He's an elite finisher, especially yes. in difficult shots. I think he could do a better job of getting himself some easier shots at the rim and not have to finish uh, as complex of moves, but he can finish the complex moves. Great shooting stroke. Hit one of the biggest shots in NBA history to get, yes. the, to get the Cavs inside. All things in his favor. All reasons we're talking about him. Don't think he belonged in the cut for top 75. Um, and of modern players wasn't uh wasn't even uh in my in my top group and i look at Kawhi leonard anthony davis Giannis Antetokounmpo, of, of guys who are still really going strong they yeah. made it damian lillard made it nikola Jokic did not i'd have him ahead uh, are, are you projecting a little with Jokic though i mean don't yeah, get me wrong yeah. he's an mvp but you're obviously projecting with Jokic a little yes and and even lillard uh if it was just career date uh lillard would have gone from my probable to maybe uh I, the 50 greatest group, again, I love this exercise. I think they set a good precedent with Shaq. If there's somebody who looks that dominant, that overwhelming, you can project forward. That was yeah. that was the standard set, and I'm following it. You got to do something, right? You can't just – I'm not putting Zion Williamson in there, right? I, I, <laughs> I, I do see a bright future for him, but he hasn't done enough. And there's oh, no, fun, no. Right? Like, it's got to be a combination. I, I look, I, I'm optimistic that we're that – the, I'm and, and frankly just hopeful – that we see a great Zion Williamson career, but get hopeful. I think those are real. I think those are the same words David Griffin used about the Zion. <laughs> exactly, but he didn't mean the start of the regular season. Uh, so when you say great career, uh, you don't necessarily mean basketball career, right? If his basketball career doesn't pan out, you're going to claim uh, you're, you're optimistic and hopeful uh, that he's going to have a great career in whatever he does next. Uh, opening restaurants in New Orleans would be my guess. Um, yeah, I don't, whatever, whatever is next. No, I just I I'm hopeful that that we get to see that because when we have seen Point Zion for stretches, oh, it's fun. Oh, he's so good. But yeah, there, you're not you you can't project forward right now because if you, as much as I want to say that that could happen, if you told me he never comes close to panning out like that and he never makes an All NBA team, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Um, Luka Doncic is somebody I had in the maybe category. Oof. Um, it takes a lot more projecting. A lot he's of projecting. Awesome, but he's yeah. an awesome NBA player and young. Like the, the number of players who've been as good as him at this young is like him, LeBron, yeah. probably the end of the list. And like he's already accomplishing a lot in the league. He's, he's playing well in the playoffs. Like there's no reason to think that he's not, you know, going to make it he's, because he's already playing at that level. It doesn't take projecting. Uh, it's just like, oh, is he going to stay healthy? Is he not going to regress? Like that's it. That's it. Because yeah. he's already playing at this level. He just hasn't been in the league long enough. I think that that's the problem. I, it, I, I don't know if I could project that far out because we're talking about a guy and is, is entering his fourth season, right? Uh, just, just We're just not there yet. Um, and I, in some ways, I almost feel like that about Jokic, although I he's now got – he has the MVP, which is a boost. And I think I think we also – you and I are looking at Denver and saying, man, if they get Jamal Murray back and he's close to being Jamal Murray – Suddenly, the playoff runs will be there. And with Jokic also, what you do get is uh, something that I think helps Lillard's case. He's clutch, right? Yep. Like yep. people do, people got to sleep on it. Jokic is absolutely clutch late in games. Yep, absolutely. Um, the, but so to me, in some ways. By the way, Draymond, Steve Kerr wanted Draymond Green on the list. You, you got that one? Uh, yes, that's the next player I'm going to. Real quick diversion while, while we're still on Luca. Um, the worry I have now that I didn't have when I put this list together, uh, I'm not so sure about his coach and whether his coach is oh. in position to succeed. Now, listen, Jason Kidd, great player. I had him as a lock. Uh, oh, God, I'm yeah. Surprised, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised he made it. 
Uh, and we'll say, I don't, guess we'll never know what the voting is, but it seemed like the voters talking about publicly were all like, oh yeah, of course he's going to make it. And I was a little surprised by that because he wasn't a high scoring player. I think, I think he's one of the more underrated players. Maybe that's changed. Um, but you know, he contributed a lot to his defense or getting his team on the fast break. Uh, just not the overwhelming score that typically does. I, but I think, I think, and Chris Paul, and Chris Paul gets a little of this too. I think sometimes your ability to just be a floor general doesn't show up in the, in the, in the box score, and you're talking about one of just the great high IQ point guards mm-hmm. of, of an era of, or ever, frankly. So yeah. I, to me, a kid's a given. Like I just, to right. me, it's, 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 uh, but you, but you are right. And uh, I wrote about this in three things this morning and was gentle because it's one game. Yeah. But there were very concerning signs about the, the Dallas Maverick offense watching that one game against a, what, a good Hawks team. Uh, DeAndre Hunter played fantastic, but DeAndre Hunter was able to make Luca's life difficult, and God, the spacing was awful. The off-ball movement was terrible. There's just a lot of concerns. It looked a little, looked a little too Milwaukee for my taste. And I, I, I'm not going to just say that after one game, where Dallas could bounce back the next game and look different. Every team has bad games. It's early in the season, but yeah, flags went up. Agreed. Although it's interesting, you said to Milwaukee when Milwaukee's coming off a title, which is, uh, you're not wrong. No, I meant, I meant, I meant. Did I say? But I meant like, oh, did I? Meant, I meant previous coach. Oh, you meant kid. kids, Milwaukee. Well, yeah. also, I mean, their you know their offense could devolve, and especially in the playoffs under buttonholes or two. Not necessarily these same yeah. problems, but some of the stagnancy. But but here's the thing. I think some. You're right. It's only one game, and and I'm. A, I don't like how that offensive offense looked. And kid has a longer track record of this is how the offense is going to look. That's really yes. concerning. But he's also talked about how he learned from his prior jobs. And I, I do think the crowd that you got to shoot threes, you got to shoot the rim. Everything else is terrible. Underestimate sometimes, especially deep in the playoffs, especially against good defenses, the best shot available to you is going to be in the mid range. And there's value in practicing that and preparing for that and readying for that. Yes. You can't just flip a switch and all of a sudden be like, Oh, well that shot's there. Now we got to do it. And so maybe you take some, maybe you're willing to not be as good in the regular season. Uh, I just don't have confidence. Kid is like flipping a switch where, oh, this offense is going to look for more efficient shots, but just be prepared to, to settle for these uh, in a vacuum, less efficient shots when, when that's how the defense is. Like, I'm not sure that f- switch is getting flipped. Yeah, exactly. They, they were fine in transition, but they only got out in transition on like 15% of their plays and their half court offense was, uh, go look at the numbers at cleaning the glass. It is painful. They were, I mean, again, but it's one game, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going too far down that rabbit hole yet. But uh, if if you went in with concerns about what the drop off would be from Carlisle the kid, yeah, yeah, uh, Draymond Green, I think is a fascinating candidate. I had him in my uh, maybe list. I kind of think he would have gotten in. I'm a huge fan of his game, and I have Clay Thompson in my maybe list. I've talked about it here on this podcast. I have a test. Or I, at least I, I used to. I need to come up with a new one. Just a quick and easy way to, to judge whether somebody knows what they're talking about. Do you think Clay Thompson or Draymond Green is better? Uh, Draymond Green is better. Uh, yes. What he does defensively, what he does as a passer, uh, what he did in his prime as a shooter. Um, just such an awesome contributor to winning. Uh, this is where I think he suffers relative to Kyrie Irving. You talked about the playground mentality. I think the other thing is uh, scouting reports, right? If, if you're playing Kyrie Irving's team, Coaches are talking about how to stop Kyrie Irving. It's up on the board. Like, I, there's a lot of focus on the guy with the ball. Draymond Green doesn't come up to that degree in scouting reports. Like, no, yeah, yeah. You're not talking about him all the time, but he's out there. 
contributing to winning. Uh, I think I would have had him in. I, I, I've heard a little discussion about him. It's not none, but it's also like, it's often like Draymond Green and, and Clay Thompson in tandem as it gets talked about now. Um, I think he maybe should have made it, probably should have made it somewhere in between there. Um, what did you think about Draymond Green? Uh, one of the more unique candidates, one of the more distinctive candidates. I can't say more unique. Caught myself there. More distinctive. Yeah, just because I think that the we, we talked about. I mentioned this earlier. I think there was an offensive. But it's easy to look at an offensive stat and say, "Hey, this guy put up these numbers and this many." All what Draymond brought as a versatile defender is the reason he has three rings and the reason that the Warriors succeeded the way they did. Uh, and I don't think I think that kind of versatility. I mean, it shows up that he's a you know, former defensive player of the year and, and was a six-time all-defense. And, and uh, But I think that sometimes contributions on that end of the court get overlooked. And I'm with you. I think he'd be on the bubble. I don't know if he'd make it for me. I'd have to – I did not put together a list. Um, but, yeah, I could absolutely see him as a as a bubble as a bubble candidate. But I think that he did get overlooked a little in this because, I mean, look – Steph was easy, but, you know, uh, I think when we look back on those Warriors as one of the one of the great teams and maybe we and, and deserving of a little more credit than we're giving them. All right. Give me one player who will be on this list at the NBA at 100. But here are the rules. Oh, it can't be Luca. Now, damn, there we have like took away the easy one, huh? It can't be Jokic. Okay, so somebody who's going to make this list now, it's probably got to be somebody playing. I mean, it's you know, it doesn't have to be. I mean, you know, we you could project how we reevaluate the game, right? Like, look at at fifty. I might have said Dominic Wilkins would make it at seventy-five. They screwed this up once; they're not going to get it wrong yeah. twice. Uh, yeah, no, well, and I don't. I mean, Dwight been, Howard is eligible for this question. Might not be your answer, but he is out. Uh, yeah, and I. Ooh, that's an interesting one. And I also like. I just. I mean, I could go with Imoni Bates or some of the great young players coming up, but I. Too many things can go wrong. Um, you know what I mean? Like it's just. Uh, that's a really good question, and that was not one I was totally prepped for. I wasn't um, either. I just came up with on the spot. I don't even have an answer. Uh, okay, I'm just going wild on this. I'm, I'm uh, desperately searching. Uh, I'm hoping that you would have a good one. Uh, uh, you know, not, you go with Yao Ming, thinking maybe no, they revamp how they do the selection. <laughs> no, actually, maybe again. I'm trying to think of maybe because I just saw him last night. I'm like running through teams. I'm going to give a candidate. Paul George. Paul George is a good one. I was going to say Trey Young, but that's there's a there's a projecting there. But I think that Trey Young is a guy who is on track for those kind of honors if he keeps taking step forward. And by the way, I think the other part of that is obviously they keep winning, right? Like he's, yeah. he's going to have to be the best player, the leading scorer, at least on a, on a, he's going to have to have some rings in there. And we're only four years, like Luca, we're four years into his career, but um, where I would feel, where I would say it's Luca's a lock and Jokic is close to a lock. Um, some stuff has to happen for Young, and he hasn't gotten the just the resume love yet that I think will start to come this year. I, I, I feel pretty good he's going to make the All-Star team this year. Uh, I feel pretty good he's going to get all NBA some All-NBA nods in his career. Um, but I think he's got to kind of build up that resume, but I think he could be there. 
Joel Embiid, I would say, is another. Ooh, good another, one. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of health dependent there, but uh, he's got he's got a little of that. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's the, I don't want to Yao Ming him here, but like, does he play enough? Right. Yeah. So this this might be the wrong way to do it. I'm going to give my one name uh, for prediction for a uh, hundredth anniversary team. Uh, I'm going to go with Dwight Howard. I'm going to show a That's little fair. bit more. I'm going to show more faith in the voters than the the players who uh, we weren't allowed to pick here, um, or or who were allowed to pick. You know, a lot of ways that could go. But I feel like as voters get removed from not liking Dwight, like his accomplishments are just going to be overwhelming. So I'm going to go with Dwight. Um, who, who are you going to take for the one player who will be on the hundred who's not on this list, who is not Luka Doncic and not Nikola Jokic? Uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll stick with Trey. I think Trey is yeah. going to get there with yeah. his career. I, that's a good one. I'll, I'll, yeah, and I, I was pleased that we didn't see some of the stuff that I've seen with the Hall of Fame voting. We're like, why isn't Robert Ory in? And I'm not, you know, seven-time NBA champion, but more right place than right time. So I'm, so I'm glad some of that stuff didn't happen. All right. One last player I want to talk about that I didn't really have a way to squeeze in in a more logical way. So we're just going to jump to Artis Gilmore. Uh, oh, thank dom- you. Dominated the ABA. It was just, yes. ask- if it were professional basketball, he would be in, I think be a lock. Just NBA. I thought he was borderline. I was not really sure how to yeah. evaluate that. Yeah. Um, this is the NBA 75th anniversary, although shout out Curtis Harris. There's some murky things about whether it should be the NBA 75th anniversary and how we handle mergers and how we talk about that, right? We, we, it can be weird with the ABA merger too, uh, just like it was, as he'd say, 72 years ago. Uh, so I don't know. What, what did you do with uh, Artist Gilmore? Uh, Artist Gilmore would have been in for me. Um, he was the ABA MVP in 72. I don't know if we would have beat out the um, um, – the NBA MVP because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in 72 was, um, yeah, 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 he was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, ABA MVP, AMB, ABA champion, but you combine them, it's also an 11-time All-Star, five-time All-Defense, just a smooth game. Uh, George Carl, by the way, had come out and, and backed him um, as a – and say what you will about George Carl. He is a student of the game and a guy who's been a coach for a long time and saw a lot. So I, I was, Gil, Gilmore was one of, was one of my three big snubs um, along with Howard and McTumbo as guys. I th- was kind of just surprised didn't make the cut. All right. Is there anybody else you want to talk about who we haven't touched? I mean, we got through a lot of players and we didn't yeah. name everybody on the top 75 list. You can uh, go to, NBC Sports to see our article on it. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I think we we brought up some of the guys I found interesting. I I with you, Grant Hill. Look, if injuries hadn't robbed Grant Hill of the second half of his career, I think it would have been a lock. But um, oh wait, I got one. I got one more name to throw out there. As long as we're doing random names, I couldn't fit in before. Chris Bosh. Uh, you look. Ooh, at interesting one. Yes, but he didn't make Hall of Fame on the first ballot, which I think was the Hall of Fame's mistake. I yeah, yeah. About my lack of. Uh, enthusiasm about the basketball of fame, but you know, contributed to winning in a major way, uh, was an awesome individual player with the Raptors showed he yeah. could draw, uh, contribute to winning in a smaller role with the Raptors. Still a big role, right? He's still a star uh, w- w- with the heat, excuse me. Um, but and I think, I think that's one of those where it gets lost. Talk about the guy who had to adjust his game. I mean, he went from a 20 point a game, the offense runs through me guy to the third option. Um, but also, I think people forget part of the reason they succeeded is he became the best pick and roll defensive big man in the league. Yep. He was yep. so good. And, and Miami's defense was based around what Chris Bosch could do during those championship years. That's actually a really good one that absolutely needs to be in consideration. 
yeah, people just don't think about him as dumb, but he was dominant first. Yeah, oh my gosh, yes. too. And in addition to those more subtle things, I'm glad you brought up the the defense. Uh, people people sometimes talk about him spreading the floor, but that defense was yeah even and, more important. Yeah, his defense was amazing in Miami, but yeah, in Toronto he was five years. I'm looking at it real quick. Five years in a row, over 20 points a game and 10 rebounds. Three of those years, um, it just. Yeah, he was. You could run the offense through him and be really good. And the, the the adaptation to his game. And another guy who was, he was still playing. I mean, he was nineteen and seven and a very efficient, good player still. When when yeah. he forced, he had to retire at thirty one. Um, yeah. If if yeah. if you give him another three or four years, how does that look? Yeah. Right. I mean, you never know, but he had the type of game. Uh, that that would have yeah. in terms of traditional basketball wear and Yeah, exactly. All right, I think we've squeezed in enough players. I think Kurt, so. Thanks for joining me. I've enjoyed talking about this list. Uh, this is why the NBA made this list so people like us would argue about it. Uh, mission yeah. accomplished. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.